When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome into the Crypto Logic Podcast. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic day. John, how's your day today, man? Uh, it's good. I was uh, feeling better. Sorry, yesterday it's, uh, in the comments, someone said that I was like moving my leg so much. It's because it was hot. <laughs> It's still kind of hot though. But let's it, be honest it's here. It's cooling down a little bit because I turned the AC up, but yeah, <laughs> but it was kind of hot, and my head. I was on Terraflu yesterday, so no key throw some Terraflu uh, today. Yeah, too, but a little bit, just a little bit, and then and add some tea. Oh, and then okay, I was okay. getting anxiety. See, my I was getting anxiety. I get anxiety, so like I don't have my beard right now, and when I <laughs> normally have anxiety, I twist my beard. But since <laughs> I kind of shaved it, I do the leg kick. I've always done that since high school. I don't know if anyone else does that. Yeah, I mean some yeah, some people some people do the leg kick, some people sweat profusely, some people do some people bite their nails. Bite their nail, yeah. Do that. Or I mean, bite I, their lips. I yeah. kick my leg and then I twirl my um goatee. Yeah. It's shaved so I can't do it. So honestly, guys, on today's show, we're gonna go over the market cap. We got three topics we wanna bring to you guys today. One of the first topics is definitely have to be uh the Wonderland update. We definitely wanna give you guys an update on that. A uh, second topic we want to talk to you guys about is going to be um, about parachains and why we think that potentially moving forward, it could actually be a thing. You know how like Polkadot has their parachains and things like that. And then last but not least, uh, we want to have a conversation about Ethereum 2.0 and kind of like mm. go into detail on what that is. So, And then some little rants or something. Yeah, so that's basically what we're going to be going through today. And, um, you know, hopefully you guys find some value in that. And if you do, please subscribe to the channel, like the video. And uh, yeah, let's just hop into the market and see where we are. Oh, currently. real quick, real quick. Um, I know that some people were saying that the the screen was super bright, so we dimmed it a little bit. Oh yeah, let so us know if hopefully you guys, that's if that works. better. If not, we'll just you know try to dim it a little bit more. But yeah, it made our look at our logos. It made our shade a little darker, huh? It's funny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now instead of me being like a milk chocolate, I'm kind of like a darker <laughs> chocolate. You know? I'm like I'm the milk chocolate now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. gentlemen, let's go into the actual market now. As you guys can see, we're sitting at 2.2. Let me go ahead and refresh real quick. Yep, we're at 2.2.1. So not really much of a change. We're basically down almost a percentage on the day. Bitcoin has fell a little bit from the last time we spoke. Uh, I remember last episode we were sitting at like forty six thousand, yeah. and it's kind of been kind of been trading sideways man but uh, before we move on to all the other cryptocurrencies i want to ask you a question john for bitcoin being where it is and how it started off in the year do you think that we potentially could be in a bear market or do you think we're just trading mm. sideways i think um we're in a consolidation phase so we're basically just trading, trading sideways, sideways. Yeah. yeah so i was reading last night um <coughs> that uh Damn, what was I going to say? What I, what I found. They were saying... I started start sending these to this the, our little company thing. Yeah. What was going on is that um this consolidation phase yeah. is, is is something that's not going to like like sustain itself. It's not going to last. Okay. Because at some point, something's got to give. 
right? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's the XRP lawsuit. I don't know if it's another ETF. I don't know if it's a spot ETF. Something is bound to happen because if this was a, a, a bear market, we're sitting pretty. Yeah, low we're sitting key. pretty at a two trillion. Low you know? key, yeah. And regardless of not whether 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 we're in a bear market or 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 a cub market, whatever this is, it's giving you time to accumulate. It's giving you times to 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 start the year off. You're getting because last year we kind of January was like kind of like low key, and then it went boom out of nowhere, right? And I kind of want to see where Bitcoin ass was at the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could pull that up real quick, just to see the from context from January of 2021. So okay. a year, so a from, year now. from where now? Did, where did it start last year? Uh, so what what where do you want to go? January 5th, 2021. Thirty six thousand. So it was ten thousand dollars more today than it was last year so that's very interesting and then how long did it take for it to have a blow up like um like a month basically a month yeah so i mean do you think history is going to repeat itself i I don't know i'm just i'm just trying to see how people are feeling about bitcoin being at 46k we're not at a drop we we're still up we're still up than where we were a year before right i know we hit 70 almost seventy thousand. Let's forget about that. That was a one, you know, like a one day thing, right? It did that for like a day, right? right. But if we were under thirty six thousand, then I would be like, "Oh, we're in the bear market." Or I'm, I'm worried because we dipped under than where we started last year. Yeah, but I, I, I think you're looking at the perspective as if, um, because we've been in crypto for a year, right? And we've seen Bitcoin at thirty six thousand, yeah. you know. But speaking <laughs> towards for somebody who's just brand new to cryptocurrency or whatever. Looking at Bitcoin at this current price and this seeing what people are saying, technically it could be a low a low for them because they're like, okay, well, people are projecting Bitcoin to be hundred twenty thousand per one Bitcoin. So if I get in at forty six thousand, because you got to remember they didn't get in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. That was they didn't think about crypto. Now they're starting to learn about it because you know the the commercials are starting. To, you know the Matt Damon thing we covered the other day. They're starting to see crypto a lot more. So when they see a $46,000 Bitcoin in retrospect to what it could potentially be later on in the future, that's nothing. And I think that's that that's yeah. what we have to take into account and not look at it as we're looking at it as Bitcoin started at 36000 last year, but this year it's at 46000 We understand it's not no longer the same as it was before the year started, but for new people getting in, these are the only prices that they see. So next year, when Bitcoin is at sixty thousand at this current moment, out of, out of, like it's just it's going to be the same thing. What's the new consolidation price for Bitcoin or right. for all crypto in general? Ethereum. I remember when it was. Remember when it was down when it when everything dipped. What was Ethereum at? Fifteen hundred. I think yeah, eighteen hundred something like that. Yeah, that was Ethereum's consolidation price. Ethereum's been chilling over thirty five hundred for the past like three months now. That's, right. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like every year, crypto goes up, and there's a new consolidation price. Binance. I remember what, like 300, 250, 300. I don't even remember what Binance been over five hundred for like seven, like five months. I'm exaggerating, but it's been a many months. Yeah, it's right? been a while. So I understand that these new new people are getting into crypto. They ha- they do have to understand that hey, these prices are low. Yes. Compared to where you think it's gonna go in the future, we all know Bitcoin will be six figures. We all know Ethereum is gonna be five figures. 
we all know Bit, uh, Binance will be over a thousand dollars. Right. But when, right? We don't know when. That's the thing. We don't know when. It could happen this year. It could happen two years. But at the same time, there's all there's new consolidation prices that we're seeing. And, right. And right. that's after every big run up, then a big dip, and then a little phase out, and that's the new consolidation price. So Ethereum <laughs> hits, you know, 4,800, dips all the way back down, and now it's chilling at 3,500. Bitcoin hits 70,000, 69,000, goes all the way back down and chills between 45 and 52,000. And the year before, you know, it was like 20 something to 30 something. The year before that, I was like, what, 10 to 15 or et cetera? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I understand. <laughs> you know? I, I'm just trying to put it in perspective to people who are just getting in now because they're, they're looking at these prices like I have an opportunity here. You know, yeah. they're seeing Solana at 164 yeah. and saying, this was over $200 if I look at the chart. It was over $200. So I have an opportunity here. This is a cheap price to me if I'm just getting in. Bitcoin at 46000 in retrospect to 150000 is nothing. So you're like, oh, I'm Yeah, I'm not it. saying, you know yeah. I'm, I'm saying that these are all numbers. But the thing is, all these numbers are away from their all-time highs. So it's always a good good buy-in. Right. These have created new all-time highs. That's the thing. That's the goal of your project that you're invested. You want it to create new all-time highs, but remember that it will never, it won't always stay there. It creates new all-time highs and then it retraces and then there's a new consolidation phase. So then you want to get to the all-time high again and then break past all-time high and then and then it'll, tr- it'll tumble, tumble back down, but then it's still, it's, you know what I'm saying? So if Bitcoin's all-time high right now, 69K, eventually it'll go to 85k 89k it's not going to consolidate there it's going to go right back down but where do you think it'll consolidate at it'll probably consolidate out at the old all-time high anywhere between 50 to 69 yeah you know and that's and that's not something that i'm saying like oh 46 is so high and like you're not supposed to sit there and wait for bitcoin to go back down to 36 yeah it's never gonna no happen, you man. don't do that with any of these projects yeah because right now we're in the uh last year was last year right we i said that i'm just using it in comparison as like the bear adventure every year, the more you sit here and wait for something to drop, it's just going to get higher and higher and higher. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Right? On, is, that, is that that is that like something that uh, there was like a little disconnect or something? Or? No, I, I, I just wanted I just wanted to get the clarity and understanding that for someone who's just getting in, you know what I'm saying? They're looking at these prices and these are these are still cheap for them. Or maybe some of the people are looking at them like this is expensive. You know, maybe it's a barrier to entry to where they don't want to get in, like at Binance at five hundred dollars. <laughs> I feel but, like if someone that's new coming in, it, they probably look at it as expensive. Oh well, yeah, probably. I mean, Binance at five hundred dollars, we know is kind of expensive, but I think someone just brand new looking at Binance and wanting to invest, they'll in think it, that's expensive. They'll anyway. think it's expensive, and in, in retrospect to not knowing what Binance actually is and what the use case of Binance is. You don't just hold Binance for price appreciation. You know what I'm saying? You use BNB to do stuff. You use BNB for NFTs. You use BNB for NFT games. You use BNB to buy a whole bunch of stuff. It's not just you hold Binance for price appreciation. But the only way you're going to know that is if you, you go into crypto and have that understanding and want to learn about it. All of these prices well, like Solana, are just... Solana, <clears throat> if you look at Solana, Solana had... Um, go to Solana. So if you go to the year, Solana had one of the greatest years. Oh, look at Cliff. <laughs> Solana had one of the greatest years in a crypto project I've ever seen. Just look at look at where it was at the beginning of the year. Just just look at it. Thing three dollars, man. Like Solana had one of the greatest crypto charts 
in a year span like ever, right? It's not the best, but one of the best. Yeah, but, but you know, and so, these prices. What I'm saying is these prices, one sixty four. This is this is still low compared to the overall end goal of Solana, but this is high to someone that saw Solana at three dollars. But if you had bought Solana at three dollars and you held to this point, you got money. So I'm not worried about those people. You don't gotta worry about them. They got money. Depending on what they want to do, they, they they do with what they what they earn. But the people that have not bought into Solana, some people will probably think, dang, it's so high. Don't sit here and wait for Solana to go back to three dollars. It's not gonna happen unless it's, if the product crashes and fails. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Like Solana being at one sixty four, that's the new that's the takeoff. It took off. But I think I think Solana's price primarily took off, and this is just my opinion, but I think Solana's price took off because Ethereum 2.0 got delayed again. So then Solana came out like, hey, we're the Ethereum quote unquote K word. I can't say it on air because, you know, we get demonetized. But the biller. Yeah, it came out as that. And everybody was like, well, yeah, Solana is that. It got the same NFT. Every NFT project that launched on Ethereum was on Solana. Every single one from the CryptoPunks to the to the uh, the uh, apes, apes, all of them. They all they they just took it, and people were starting to realize they were like, man, if you want the secondhand version, like the the cheap version of what Ethereum has to offer, go to Solana. <laughs> and then Solana started getting all the avalanche this influx too. of people, and then Solana started fizzing out. It started tripping out. It couldn't it couldn't handle all well, the had people. DDoS hacks and it had some it had a uh, whole scares. bunch of stuff. And it's just something that's you know inevitable when it comes to to technology. That's what's gonna happen. You know, there's a lot of people working on these things, trying to make it better every day, and there's a lot of people trying to use it at the same time. So you can't just, you can't just, it's like the internet. You can't just pause the internet to fix the internet. It's, it's just gonna shut things down. People are trying to use it. Like Facebook crashes. It's like, you know what I mean? They're trying people to fix fr- it. But people freaked out. Yeah, you know, people freaked out. And and oh, Meta now. But well, technically it's Facebook. It's, it's still Facebook. Facebook, Facebook is a Meta company. I, I don't think I'm gonna call it Meta, man. I, I mean, no, okay. you gotta call it. You gotta call it Meta, dude. I don't. But Facebook, I'm gonna call it Facebook, man. Facebook. I guess it'll show my age though. No, Facebook is Facebook, but Meta because Facebook's parent company was called Facebook. Meta is Meta, but Facebook is a Meta company. Facebook, the app is still Facebook. So yes, you still call Facebook Facebook. But when you refer to Mark Zuckerberg's company, you have to say Meta because that's what it is. Because now if you say Facebook, then you're just talking about the app Facebook, the social media app Facebook. So remember, Facebook, a product of Meta. That's what it is now. It used to be Facebook, a product of Facebook. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. just how, that's the terms of what it is. Yeah, I guess so. All right, guys, let's move on to the first topic of the day, uh, which has to be uh, this this time thing, man. A lot of people are freaking out on Twitter. They don't know what's going on. So our goal is to give you the information, and then we're going to discuss it at the end. So definitely stay tuned for that. But uh, so I'm going to read this. It is very kind of long. So just bear with me here. Um, So Daniele, which is the uh, founder of Time, the one that created it, um, he said, it's about time to make changes in Wonderland to keep up with the expectations of our DAO members and all the incredible community that have been created around our project. A thread of what's going on to happen this week. So this stuff should happen this week and how the future of this project looks like. Then he goes on to say, 
there is, there has been some confusion about Time Token's price action with the narrative of it's going down. So if you guys are investors in Time Wonderland, you know that the price has been going slowly down, 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 and down, um, becoming more and more prevalent by the Fudsters. The Wonderland team has been working on education, but this sometimes is not enough to reach our community considering how big it is. We have decided to take action and swift uh, shift, I'm sorry, the focus from time to wrapped memo or wonderful memories. I like that name, though. Wonderful memories. I think that's pretty yeah. dope. What is the benefit of this and what actions are we taking? First off, the first step that they're doing is they're moving liquidity away from Trader Joe into SushiSwap on Avalanche. So just reading that, you kind of have to know what context was. Uh, being on Twitter, you will figure out that Daniele and... uh it's Danielle. Well, Danielle. Well, some people call it Danielle. Either way. Danielle. Yeah, people call him Danielle. Danielle. But either, either way, Danielle, Danielle, whatever. I apologize. I don't know how to say it's, your name. It probably might even be Danielle. Could be. I don't know. Um, him and CryptoFish, which is the creator and founder of Trader Joe, had a fight because Danielle said that uh, Joe wasn't giving enough of kind of uh, they, they they weren't giving enough liquidity to uh, mem. I think it was like a mem pair, one LP pair or something like that. And Danielle got kind of mad about that. And, and Trader Joe was just like, you know what? We're not going to we're not going to sit here and pack the bags on something that you created just because it's you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's some context there um, on why they're moving liquidity from Trader Joe to Sushi Swap. OK. Now, there will be a new liquidity pair on SushiSwap called Rap Memo slash Mem. All the liquidity over time will be transformed into this new pair, and the price of Wrapped Memo will begin to be tracked as it's supposed to be. So whenever you provide liquidity, just for context, you are able to um, get, get a portion of all the fees that come through that platform if and when people swap Mem for memo so if people are constantly doing that you're constantly going to get fees added to it because you're providing liquidity for that platform so just so you guys have an understanding of that um, the market cap will be adjusted this should make it more clear to everyone that we are invested into memo and not time this was something people freaked out about they're like okay well what the heck is going to happen to time are yeah. we still going to be able to buy time like what the heck is going on but from this is saying that they're investing into rap memo so I don't know, John, if this means that you're only going to be able to buy Memo and not Time on SushiSwap. I guess we kind of have to wait yeah. for more clarity. I, for when we, I checked it this morning. You can still buy Time right now. but Well, yeah, currently. I think this, this should make it more clear to everyone that we are investing into... Memo. Rap Memo and not Time. Yeah. So that's the part that's kind of... It's like, uh, because what are we doing here? It doesn't matter. I think... Because... The memo and time, they're one-to-one -one anyway, in a sense. Right. I Yeah, I understand um, that. But I don't think that um they're going to tank, like, not tank, but, like, basically remove time from existence. Like, okay. It's not like time's not going to be a factor into this, in this project anymore. I think it's just the focus is that, hey, we're focusing on people actually getting rap memo to stake it. Because when you hold, that's why he says, holding time does nothing for you. Yeah, it's weird. You actually are making money when you rebase with memo. Right. Not time. So that's what he's probably trying trying to say is, hey, there's people that are literally 
time is not a token that you buy and you you hold time. And oh, times are twenty five hundred. I'm buying time and then just hold time and wait for it to go back to nine thousand. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. That's not what you do. You buy the the time, but you buy the memo and you're staking the memo. So I think they're just putting an emphasis on rap memo now. Well, the one thing that we found out when we did it this morning <laughs> was one memo or one memory is worth thirty eight uh, wrapped memo. So I guess it's in a sense of. But then there's, there's less supply. It's less supply, so yeah. it makes it more scarce. So it's like when you buy a Bitcoin, like $100 of Bitcoin, it's like point zero 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 eight four six. Exactly. Instead of, you know, so I think that what's happening is it's making it more stable, which means that, so what I think of it as is like, if you have one piece of pie, right now that one piece of pie can be cut up into like, you know, 38 different uh well, it was already cut up into like um let's say memo. Memo was less, right? It was already um well it's one to one at a time. So it was too much inflation. That so yeah, so the problem is time and memo were one to one. So let's say there's fifty people and you could cut that into fifty pieces. Now with that wrapped memo, each piece can be each piece that fifty pieces can be cut into another twenty five pieces. Right. So now it's you could give it to more people. Because right. It's actually creating, um, I guess, scarcity. It's creating scarcity and price. Uh, uh, it, it keeps the price kind of stable. It won't be going. Yeah. You know, so that's why when you, when you see your amount less, so like as in like, man, I had point eight seven memo, and then now I only have point zero three hundred and twelve uh, rap memo. But the thing is, it's the same amount, but it's just the fact that you're in a rap memo, but now. There's less rap memo, which is why the value of a rap memo looks like it's less, but it's the same dollar amount. Right. But, but the value of the rap memo that's available, it's actually it's less, so it makes it more scarce. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I've, I've, I like the the new adjustment. He goes on to say another advantage of this liquidity is the fact that by adding so many time, um, so many time to staking, a lot of the inflation <laughs> coming from the runway distribution goes into the LP directly and on into the Dow holdings, resulting in less dilution for the holders and a slightly lower APY. Yeah. People were hating on this slightly lower APY. More people means less APY too. How are you how are you complaining about a seventy thousand percent APY and it goes down to what, fifty thousand? Yeah. <laughs> what? Where are you gonna get that anywhere? Yep. Well, that's kind of dumb, but but you I know like what it that, is what it is. The secondly this new pair becomes the base layer from our for our cross chain expansion into selling bonds on Phantom and Ar- Arbitrum. Arbitrum to begin with. But if you don't sell time, what kind of bonds are you selling? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's another good question. But the idea of this project is to expand the ratio between market cap and treasury, creating more value for token holders. I like how he's always trying to put us forward, man. I, th- I really like that about him. Um, we reduce the traditional bonds on Avalanche that are highly dilutive. Dilutive? Is that how Yeah, dilutive. Dilutive. Um, in favor of new bonds selling rap memo directly from the Treasury without minting new ones. So, so creating yeah. new ones reduces, uh, causes inflation. Well, you get diluted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was the biggest same thing. thing. Well, yeah. Diluted yeah, means that you're watering it down. You're making it less valuable. Exactly. But now... Since they own their own liquidity, they own a bunch of time, they technically own a bunch and of it's memo. Just, the thing is, they own all the time, and now that they have the rap memo, 
you're getting it's it's chipping away less than less. chipping away more exactly so you're it's giving not, people less it's not one to one it's more so like one to a hundredth or whatever the and it's like you're chipping is. away but the value is still the same it's just you're chipping away less exactly and, and it keeps it from from basically like diluting and, and destroying the value of whatever it is the time well think about it the price won't actually be um affected so much to where you know how it was like one to one time if somebody sold like 10 times the price would tank hard yeah but since there's less memo when you wrap it the well price you're earning should, less yeah yeah the price shouldn't tank like that you know what i mean yeah. because you don't own majority of the memo you have to own yeah, 38 it's, it's to like, get one yeah so yeah i hey i like that the rebases onto the lp already generate revenue for wonderland that um are captured by selling those uh, part of the runway into memo slash mem lps phantom mem eth on other chains the whole new mechanism should be able to increase the amount of funds into the treasury to be reinvested and reduce inflation across the board giving a lot more to stakers and long-term memo holders yeah the more invested uh more invested money into the treasury equals more investments equals more backing equals more value less dilution uh, simple, yep. effective, powerful. The time has come. Yeah, that's beautiful. So it's just, it's basically him creating um, a, a way to self-sustain, right? So now he's going to Sushi Swap, and guess who's in charge of Sushi Swap now? Him, right? There's no, and that's that's the same method, um, way that uh, allows himself from being tied, his hands tied, right? You know, you don't have to, to, to rely on anyone to do anything. He do everything himself. If he, he they, they allowed him to, they, I think he took over a sushi shop. So now he can just say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what we're going to do. And then this is, and then I created this vision of basically removing the problem of dilution of where someone old holding too much can tank the price, can take the price or taking rebases out. So now the, the amount of supply that you have in the rap memo is fractions of what a whole one used to be of what you, when you would hold a one-to-one version of memo to time. Exactly. Now you're holding fractions of it. Yeah. So now when you're selling, you're selling fractions of it. It's still dollar amount, but it's just fractions. And then it's just self-sustaining. And you're, they're, not, they're not minting new ones because minting new ones causes inflation. Yeah. So there's more out there, which is not good. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, me personally, I think this is a good thing. Um, I think I do. I'm like so out of it. I do think that it will take some time for people to understand what's actually currently going on. Um, but I, but I honestly think this would be uh, yeah, pretty good. That terrible killing me. Man. It's taking you out, huh? I'm like talking, and it, it's like <laughs> my brain is just like shut the hell up, telling me to shut up. Right, right. My brain is telling me to shut up. That's crazy. So that's why I'm talking. If you notice, I'm just like. Uh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I know. I noticed it, man. and then I'm fighting it. It's like, it's like imagine the little guy swinging, just swinging in my head. Stop! Get away! And my brain is like, no, go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'm dying. Go to sleep. Oh my god! Wow. All right. So moving on to the next topic, man, which has to do with why we think that polka dot or parachains, not necessarily polka dot parachains, will kind of be moving on in the future now. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, John, correct me if I'm wrong. You found a couple of people talking about it on um, on Twitter about how you know uh, parachains might actually be something like the next wave that we might see yeah, moving forward. A, yeah, I saw that. There's a possibility that 
if how successful if I think it all predicates on how successful polka dot ends up being or if it has a nice little run up or something right um parachains are the new type of wave in DeFi. that's what i've been hearing and i just kind of was like very interested in the technology of it and basically learning about why they're so popular and it's just like a basically allowing protocols and projects to to basically showcase their skills or you know what i mean their their vision and if they went out, right, the auctions, if they went out, they get to clink, lock onto the ecosystem and then work, go to work and then pr- provide their value and provide their scalability and operability. Right. And and Polkadot has such a, I guess, long-term vision of handling a lot of transactions for the whole crypto ecosystem, which is their goal is a million transactions. And Ethereum is at like, what, 20, 24 transactions per second? Something like right? that. Bitcoin's, I don't, I don't Bitcoin's at seven. Bitcoin's at seven <laughs> per second. And they're Super slow. Yeah. And I was in, in like if Polkadot reaches its goal of a million transactions per second and Luna is currently at 65,000 per second, yeah. Avalanche is at 6,500 per second. And they both had successful booms, right? And Avalanche is not even a year old. I don't know how old Luna is, but Luna has it, has recognition, blew up. Polkadot, who's to say Polkadot won't have its time, right? When all these parallel chains start clicking off, start working. Yeah, I think I think Polkadot will have its time. As you guys know, I'm pretty bullish on Polkadot. But Kusama is a sister of Polkadot. Yeah. So Kusama has done really well in the past. Kusama is a lot higher than Polkadot, by the way. Is the value, I mean, not the value, the supply of Kusama is probably lower. It's way lower. Yeah. It's way lower. But Kusama was only there <laughs> as a, they wanted to see whatever worked so Polkadot is like the the end goal, but Kusama was the one that they tested everything on. So whatever Kusama has on it currently, Polkadot has an exact match. It's just called something different, right? So it's pretty dope. So these parachains, I'm um, trying to clarify, is that when these protocols that come out, right? Yeah. They're not built by Polkadot. It's built by third-party individuals and companies. Yeah, different developers, yeah. So is that that's like the wave, like see how these ecosystems, a lot of them, they're built by their own ecosystem. Right? Right. Like Ethereum, if they build Uniswap, is that no, that's a DEX though. So something that's a layer one, when when it's built, when it's built on a layer one, is it built by the the layer one team? Or is it, is it are they all third party um, protocols? So they're all different. They're all that's different, what I'm trying to see. Different developers. Why? They're all different people, right? There is. It's not Polkadot creating all of these different yeah. parachains. It's all different developers that want to build on Polkadot for what Polkadot is, and what Polkadot can bring and as then the a layer parachain, one. Depending on what they what their purpose is, just hooks on and then it allows it to work with anything. So that parachain can literally now be on interoperable and work with everyone. And that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's cool. But the thing about parachains that I think a lot of people don't really know is parachains are di- are a direct descendant of the layer one, meaning whatever functionality the layer one has, that parachain is going to adapt it. So since Polkadot is interoperable, any parachain that launches on Polkadot will be That's basically what Quant is. Basically. Quant is interoperable in the sense that it's a connective tissue to where anything that connects to quant can connect to everything else just like cosmos right 
but Cosmos is, is to find solutions for pro, uh, other products or pro, protocols that lack in one area, and Cosmos will find something that will make it work, and Cosmos will be the connected part to make it allow to talk to each other. But the difference between pair chains and I think layer twos, layer threes, and all of that, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, this is just my assumption, this is just what I'm thinking, but the difference between parachains and layer twos and layer and layer three allowed to be built on the parachains. Things can be built on the parachain itself. Well, no, you're you're basically they're gonna give you an understanding of what they are, and then you have to give up your whatever that is in this case polka dot, um, to to basically bid on that parachain before it ever even launches and does what it's supposed to do. So instead of it actually coming out as a layer one where you're using it and people have an opportunity to be like, oh, I really like this. You have to basically just read the white paper and be like, okay, I like this project. I think it will be good for the future, and I'm going to invest a certain amount of, of, of dot to it. And then if that wins the parachain, then they have some time after that to actually create the actual protocol. They're not, it's it's kind of backwards. Like It's more so, you know how like layer ones, when they come out, I mean layer twos and layer threes, they come out, you have an opportunity to use them? Yeah. With parachains, you don't have the opportunity to use them until they come out. The reason why is because they need seed money. <coughs> That's what the parachains are for, for people to give them the seed money so they can build their infrastructure of what they plan to do. It's from what I understand. I could be completely wrong about that. So you guys let me know in the comment section down below. But that's what that's what I think. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> I know you hate that, but it no, makes it's, sense to me. It sounds funny. Yeah. All right. Dang, I want to say the comment. Leave a comment down below in the wait. You say leave a comment. Leave a comment down below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. No, that's not what you said. I don't know. You we said, can rewind it later. You said, you said leave <laughs> go down. Leave a comment sections down in the comment section down below. Yeah, there's a, there's a second down in there somewhere that doesn't that just makes it sound. Funny. I don't know. <laughs> but moving on, man, to the last topic of today, which has to do with Ethereum 2.0. Now I'm gonna let John take this one away. I know he's feeling a little drowsy, but man, go ahead and explain what you want to talk about with Ethereum 2.0. Um. Well, yeah, I was saying. Like, uh, I think we had this conversation with Dante before, too. I don't know if it was ever on air or not. But um, I remember saying that when um, 2.0 comes out, I think a lot of people are going to come home, right? That's what I, <laughs> that's what I uh, guess use it as an analogy is when Ethereum 2.0 finally launches, it's, it's what happens to all these um, layer ones and protocols that are saying like, oh, we're better than Ethereum, but we're better than Ethereum. And 2.0 comes out. And I'm not saying it's going to happen right away. It's not going to happen right away. Because there's another thing I'm going to say that we saw a video this morning that showcased that, is that when 2.0 comes out, that's just the first step of the next mission that, that the Ethereum is going to have of becoming the final version of itself. And Vitalik said in the video we like I watched earlier, we watched earlier, he said that in six years... That's what he thinks that Ethereum will be finally complete. People thought that 2.0 is going to come out in six years. I'm like, no, you have to launch 2.0 before you even get to the next part. It's step by step by step. 2.0 will launch. I think it'll launch this year. And once it launches, then they need to see, okay, how far can it scale before there's problems? Like, okay, how, what can it do now? Like, what can we... He has a whole roadmap of what he needs to be done. And 2.0 is the first catalyst of that. So I think once that launches and... Ethereum right now is literally on running on fumes in a sense is a broken ship. And once 2.0 launches and it's a new brand new ship, they're going to have to patch that up as they go and increase it and, and enhance it as much as they can as well. But 2.0 will have 
the same volume that it has now plus more because Ethereum right now it has a high volume of people using it. So I would assume that when 2.0 comes out, the amount of people that are going to be transacting on there now are probably going to double their in, their transactions because they're like, dang, everything's so much cheaper now. Everything's so much faster now. And that's going to, in a sense, cause a trickle-down effect to where people are going to start coming back to Ethereum or start using Ethereum now, start creating on Ethereum again. Yeah. Or not again, but start creating on Ethereum more. You know yeah, what I mean? That's I mean, the sole focus. I mean... Not as the only focus. I hear you in the sense of when Ethereum 2.0 comes out people are going to bridge back to it to see you know how the gas fees and all of that but i still think that all the other layer ones that were created and some that you know are ceased to created yet or haven't been created yet um will still kind of thrive in the sense yeah because, i'm not saying they're not well I w i'm just answering your question you said before like wh why would anyone ever why would anyone continue to use the other chains when ethereum 2.0 no, what happens what happens to the ones that are their only goal is to beat ethereum because they're not going to beat Ethereum. Well, no, they, I don't think they will beat Ethereum in the size of, of, of price action. But I think that there will be other chains that are, quote unquote, better than Ethereum. You know, I, it just it's just a simple fact. You know what I'm saying? The one thing that other layer ones have that Ethereum doesn't is incentive programs. There's a bunch of like venture capitalists or people that raise money that yeah, they're able them... to give them these different layer ones money for for you know different like phantom for example phantom did it different than everybody else everybody else had all these incentive programs like avalanche rush and matic had one as well where they just gave people money in order to bridge to their ecosystem so no matter what you did you always continuously farm whatever that layer one was um but ethereum never had that because technically ethereum didn't need it everybody just really liked ethereum for what it was and all of that and it was just like the the first of its kind so I think the layer ones moving forward will still will still be around, and I think they'll still I yeah, be. I think they'll still be good, man. I, I think they'll be fine. I yeah. think they'll be fine. I just I'm just concerned about the volume. We'll see. It depends if the crypto space continues to grow. Um, then we'll we'll obviously see volume everywhere. It's traffic. We'll see traffic everywhere. <clears throat> but I think that Ethereum's volume will increase dramatically for a little while, and that's when we will see a price pump. And I think that's when we'll start seeing things like, holy crap, Ethereum is going crazy right now. Look at these transactions that are being done on Ethereum. It's like hundreds of thousands of transactions per second being done on Ethereum every day. And then more people are going to want to build and create on Ethereum because now it's like, oh, it's scalable. Cool. I, create yeah. a, I can create a project on Ethereum and people can actually use it. And other people will use Avalanche. That's great. Other people, wanna, people are going to want to connect to Ethereum, right? And then now they're going to be like, oh, you're going to rely on Ethereum now. Well, well, the thing is with EVM compatible blockchains or EVM compatible layer ones, anything you can have on Ethereum, you can have on any of those layer ones. It's just going to be uh, like a wrapped version of it. So it's still going to trade the same price and all of that. It's just going to be a wrapped version of it. So even if you're not wanting to be or holding Ethereum, you'll still be able <laughs> to hold Ethereum. But I think the problem Ethereum is going to have is one of two things. Either it takes a long time for it to actually come out and people start losing faith in it or when it does come out people bridge back to it and realize that it's not what they thought it was and then they get disheartened with it and just yeah. leave ethereum I, have, in total. I don't think that's gonna happen so and it just it just depends you know yeah i don't think that would hopefully happen. hopefully ethereum comes out with a, a you know a full bang and all of that or else you it know it has to e eip 1559 came out with a bang <laughs> yeah. burning that thing was burning tokens like crazy it's still burning tokens to this day 
So yeah. when, when that when 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 the proof of stake kicks off, takes off, ooh wee. The more you stake, the more you make. Well, we'll see. And think man. about how many people are going to be staking on Ethereum. We'll see. Hopefully, Ethereum doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't. What is the word I'm looking for? Upset? No. Disappoint. Disappoint. There we go. Couldn't think of the freaking I like, word. I mean, I like Ethereum. Hopefully, Ethereum, they don't disappoint. Ethereum man. is one of the Mount Rushmores of crypto. It's gonna. It's well, gonna it's be the first of its kind. It's gonna be like a Dogecoin. It, it's gonna be. It's George Washington. I mean, no, that's not George Washington. That's Bitcoin. But it's one of the Mount Rushmores. Abraham Lincoln or something. It's you know Thomas Jefferson. I don't know, right? It's one of the Mount Rushmores of the four. I think XRP, it's one of the four of that. XRP on is it. one too. <laughs> and then the fourth one we don't know, right? The <laughs> top, the top, in, the huh? top four. But XRP's been around in top ten for years, for like seven years. Since seven, 2017. Uh, I think even earlier than that. Earlier? Mm. Um, but Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, XRP, and we don't know what the fourth one is, but they've Ethereum is one of the ones that's just gonna is is it's the first of its kind and it's going to basically catch up with the times. So it's been there since the inception of DeFi in a sense, of 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 DApps and smart contracts. It will be there when the new innovation of smart contracts. And the only thing that can probably change all that in the future is HBAR, DAG, Quant, things like that. And that's where I think the shift will come when Ethereum will be the godfather and then HBAR is going to come and be the new godmother and be like, everyone's going to go like HBAR because that's even 10 times better, but we're still kind of still early for that. HBAR and DAG is going to be the new layer one type technology that you want to build on, everyone wants to build on. Yeah, I know. I know Especially DAG. DAG I know is, is going to be going to be doing their their DeFi <laughs> section. Uh, HBAR is going to destroy. HBAR can be the only thing that could probably destroy Ethereum only because of its new technology. And Ethereum can will not be able to transfer over to that in the net. You know what I'm saying? You talking it, about Hashgraph? Yeah, it won't be because blockchain technology is still new to the average person. But as it's uh, technically blockchain technology is kind of old, but obviously it's still new. Yeah, but it's I only mean, new at the same time. Ethereum, that makes sense. Ethereum's goal is not to. I don't think they're doing hashgraph. I think they're doing sharding, which technically well, would be the same sharding. thing. But I don't know. Everyone needs sharding. Sharding is just being being allowed to scale your blocks faster. That's all. Sharding Fast is. as possible. So it's just being able to validate your blocks faster. Yeah. So when it comes to um, hashgraphing, there's not necessarily I'm like sharding. It's it's uh, I forgot what it's called. Well, it's called DAGs actually. Um, that's cool. Like the constellation, the name of the thing is Dag, but it's 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 <laughs> yeah. it's it's it makes it like interwoven where because the block is just like a you know like Pac Man. You pay you know how you pay Pac Man. Yeah, Dag is just like a web and it just connects everything, and that's why I don't think H um Ethereum is gonna go that route because it's it's just a whole freaking that's, chain. Yeah, that's but, a whole, yeah. But H bar will be the new bang like new wave and then it's like two different types of ecosystems you want to live on hashgraph technology or blockchain technology yeah i think there's going to be a lot more cryptocurrencies that come out in the later years you know five six years from now that will adopt you know hashgraph technology and all this other you know something maybe even be a be a hybrid between two we don't even know you know i'm saying that's the thing about technology is and like you like john said uh in their previous episodes last year that every year the time for innovation gets smaller and smaller and shorter and shorter. So, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. what, it used to take six years. Now takes, <clears throat> you know, two years. It takes three years. It takes five, well, whatever. It, it's lower than what it originally started at. So, 
you know, moving forward in this crypto space, we're in it for us in general. We're in our second year in the cryptocurrency, right? There's some people that's been in since 2017. So, you know, they're, the technology is moving Look, a lot faster than majority of people something. know. Look, so. Some shit that I feel like we haven't shown anybody anything on the screen, but I want to show you something quick. This fucking little, I just cuss. Multiple times. When? Like literally the whole time you were just talking. No, I didn't. You did. Dude, my brain is fried. <laughs> the turf blues got me, guys. Go down, go down, go down, go down. Look, 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 look. Boom! Click that, click that, click that this? picture. Yeah, can you click it? No. Okay, zoom in. Control plus, control plus. Look at the total value locked. Ethereum has 160 billion mother effing dollars, and Terra is second place. Terra has 119, 19, 19 billion. BNB has 17 billion. Avalanche has 12 billion. Solana has 12 billion. And then look at Phantom, Polygons, Tron. Arbitrum. Arbitrum and Cosmos. Cosmos the baby. That's what I'm saying. So No, that's not Cosmos. That's that's CRO. That's Kronos? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see from here. So that's CRO. See, that's DeFi, right? This that's is all, all DeFi. DeFi. Yes. All of that's DeFi. So so if you see Ethereum is at 160 billion. Okay. Look at how much of a leap. Like, look how much look at how much look at how far ahead it is. And that's not even with its not even scratching the surface of its full potential. And Ethereum 2.0 kicks off the door opening to its full potential. I'm not saying that that's how it's going to stay forever, but I'm going to say Terra and all those guys, they will continue to go up. But to think that they're going to go up and Ethereum is going to go backwards, not or stay the same is crazy. Ethereum's going to keep going if these guys go too. Those guys are going to go. Terra will hit 100 billion lock value and all of them, but by that point Ethereum will be at like 500 billion, 600 billion. So I'm just saying that's money. That's that's volume. They're all going to follow suit. They're going to keep rising. But this is to start the year off. And Ethereum is king. And that's not and that's Ethereum running on a broken ship on fumes. I think Ethereum is king right now because of <clears throat> it being the first and and everything that it's accomplished this year. Nobody can take that away from them. But if they don't continue if they don't continue to hit deadlines that they Put out to hit, people are gonna start losing faith in them. Yeah, I want to see what Cardano is gonna look like when Cardano has this stuff launched. Well, you know what I'm money. saying? Cardano will be pretty powerful because Cardano has a very strong, you know, fan base. But that's why I like stuff like that because it showcases like, okay, Avalanche was able to get 12 billion a year. That's good. Where where are these numbers gonna be this time next year? Just like we said last year. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Easiest way to look Ooh. at it is you just double basically. Right, you just basically double. So you'll figure Terra will be at, I don't know, forty billion. Avalanche will be at twenty four. Solano will be at, you know, twenty four. Finance will probably be at. That's you know, just 36. like stake and all that stuff. Yeah, that, then, well, that's yeah. total value locked in the DeFi space. Yeah. This is this is, technically this is a whole another thing that majority of people that are investing in a cryptocurrency have no idea about because they're not using the actual token for what it's used for. They're just buying it and holding it and expecting it to go up in price, you know, so. At the end of the day, that still is a catalyst for the success of that crypto. So whether or not someone knows about it, about what it is or what it isn't, it's still a catalyst for someone who does know crypto to look at things like that, to understand like, okay, if Ethereum, if I'll, I'll be freaking out if Ethereum <clears throat> only had 2 billion, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not like a, 
there's no it's not like a competition of 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 oh this color is the best it's like no like who money talks money talks and money is going to decide the the, the consumer is going to decide the ultimate de facto whether that person understands it or not you better understand it or else yeah, but the, but, you're just wasting your time but the majority of people <laughs> the majority of investors that are invested in a cryptocurrency can't afford to play on ethereum right now yeah. too expensive that's the only reason why i think right now that's always why all these other layer ones are doing well because they can't afford on ethereum yeah they can. but the theorem the thing is ethereum is still doing well even though people can't afford it because there's are people that can't afford it and the people that can't afford it are playing on ethereum yeah but the thing is about ethereum just like bitcoin the big boys play with Ethereum and Bitcoin. Majority of them hold Bitcoin and Ethereum, yeah. so they have they have money from but the real happens, world that are bringing it in. That's what, not primarily retail investors. But that's what I'm saying. What happens when Ethereum says, "Oh, you poor people, you can play with us too now"? Depending on how long it takes, no one's gonna sit around and wait for Ethereum for six years. But it's you not gonna take six years. Ta- two you know, you know how long that 2.0 is. Two comes out this year. That initially, if is gonna it comes open out, out this year, two point was supposed to come out last year. But, and they kept pushing it back. Yeah, they pushed and the back they pushed the back. upgrade. But yeah, I'm just but saying they, they pushed out the upgrade and then that started fizzling I'm out and stopped not working right. I'm just saying if 2.0 comes out this year, then a lot of people are just gonna be like, oh damn. I think get with it, get with it or get hurt. I think <laughs> I think they're gonna bridge to it. And if it if it doesn't, if if it starts to disappoint people, then then Ethereum is just gonna be like there. Cardano, people were disappointed in Cardano, but Cardano, tell me why Cardano's still in the top ten. It didn't go to zero. Hopium. <laughs> it didn't go to zero. It's fine. I think it's Ethereum. Hopium, you Ethereum know? is it's not it's not gonna happen to Ethereum. It's just not gonna happen. Just, there's no way it Ethereum if it's not doing that now, it's not gonna do it later. If it's not tanking now, it's not gonna tank later. If Ethereum 2.0 comes out, that's bullish news. It's all oh, finally 2.0 is here. It's a new contract. Finally, you, okay, let's see what this what this is like. Oh, gas fees are a dollar, two dollars. Wow, awesome. There's no way that even if gas fees are ten bucks, still better than one hundred fifteen dollars, still better than seventy eight dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, if gas fees are at least fifty percent less than what it is now, it's a win, and then eventually it's only gonna get better from there on out. It's not gonna get worse. It's not gonna. Get, there's no way it's gonna get worse. Like I said, time, only only time will tell, <laughs> man. We'll we'll. I guess we have to cross that path. When we I know, and I'm. There. I think it'll be this year. I think 2.0 will come out. I hope so. You know, come I mean, out. I'm not. You know, my hopes for it. I think 2.0 coming out this year is like. I don't know. It it may happen. It may not. But whenever it is, I'll be there to figure it out and see how it goes. But yeah, Ethereum. I think Ethereum will be. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, do you like Ethereum? I like Ethereum, but I I can't afford to play on Ethereum right now. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh yeah, Ethereum is the best because I can use it. Like I I can't afford to play on Ethereum. I like, like I like I like Ethereum. It's too I don't expensive. Have, I have, yeah, see, that is the problem with Ethereum being too expensive. But you'd play on it if it was inexpensive, right? Exactly. That's yeah, how but, many people do you think have that mentality of when it does become inexpensive? I understand. That, jump on it, but that's a that's a that's just a what if. You could say what if to anything. Ethereum has basically said that they were going to come out with Ethereum 2.0 and it's supposed to be this amazing thing. Even EIP-1559 started off well, but then what happened at the end? It started messing up just like Ethereum started messing up when they when Vitalik just wanted to launch it out. That's why uh, Charles Hawkinson said, you know what, hey, I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, you, you, five, you, you're trying to just push stuff out. because 1559 wasn't supposed to do anything but burn tokens and, and, and implement 
start of the transition to um, proof of stake, which right. was which was the the thing. But it was never supposed to lower the gas fees dramatic dramatically. It was supposed to just keep keep the supply from continue to basically minting Ethereum token. They're burning tokens and then rewarding people who are staking or or doing the uh, approving the VAT transactions. Right, but what? I, but, but but my point is, Ethereum EIP one five EIP one five five nine. Everybody was talking about it at a time, and it was supposed to be this great thing that everybody was so hyped about. And then when it actually came out, people were underwhelmed about it. So who's no, the said price? That, the price jumped. The price did jump, but then I told at the end what happened. People started like, oh, this EIP one five five nine is. It, it was well, supposed yeah. to, it was supposed <laughs> to fix it, but it people didn't are fix stupid. <laughs> People are stupid. We said in the show, there's not, this is not Ethereum 2.0. This is, like Talik says, this is the necessary step that needs to be done before we can even get to, to Ethereum 2.0. It has to be, it's step by step. You don't just leapfrog things. So if EIP 1559 came out, whether or not people thought it was the God sending time of, oh, now Ethereum's going to hit 10,000. Like that was never it. That was, that was, that was the catalyst that needed to be done before you could start looking into 2.0. And 2.0 was technically supposed to come out by the end of the year, December. And they pushed it into sometime Q2 this year, I'm assuming. I'm thinking by summertime. I have no idea. But but, but that's... Um, that's my, my whole thing is just who, who's to say that 2.0 won't disappoint too? I don't know why it would. You never know. I'm just... You just never know. Why would it disappoint? Like, how could it disappoint? Uh, the gas fees can't be as low as people assumed they would. Maybe you know what I'm saying, or maybe it's they just... still have the same issues that they recently had with the you know the because what's going to happen is everybody wants to build on Ethereum. That's the king. That's the daddy. That's that's just what it is. If you have an NFT project on <laughs> Ethereum, you yeah. should feel confident. Like, oh man, I got I'm, I'm on Ethereum. You should feel proud about that. But if nobody can actually mint your NFTs because it's too expensive, well, what's the point? You're you're literally taking majority of the people and saying, "Oh, you can't afford it. You can get out of here." Oh, you can't afford it. You can get out yeah, of here. Ethereum doubled you know in I'm price so, from, the sub, from the summertime towards the end of the summertime. It doubled in price and stayed that way. So that's why I, my my logic on it is: if you spend all this time to build something just to have it be the same thing, then you're an idiot company. I don't think that they're idiot people. So like, if you build a phone, like your phone is gonna be better. So like, people complain about the iPhone not being better than the year before. They're fooling themselves because if you look at the actual processor and you actually look at the specs, it's actually better. So, people and the camera and everything, it's actually better. It's just not better to what they uh, want. Well, the camera kind of stayed the same. No, it the is. camera is better. If you look at the two cameras, it's actually better. You have to look at the specs, the megapixels, and then what the features can do with the camera. You have well, to, maybe you have in to the sense of it. the inside the phone, but the megapixels is the same megapixels as it's been for the last five. You years. have to look at the clarity. The iPhone 13 clarity. Someone made a video of him sitting in the nosebleeds, zoomed in to LeBron James doing a dunk. It was damn near HD quality, and he was in the nosebleeds, and he zoomed in, and he zoomed out. And he's like, that's the iPhone 13 camera. That's the power of the iPhone 13 camera. And I was like, holy crap. And I was on a TikTok video. I was like, no way. Yeah, but now we're speaking We're speaking, We're speaking. <laughs> then, like, what about I'm saying, technology as opposed to what, what's on paper. What I'm saying is, yeah, that's the fact. The technology is that if you create something, which is what they're doing, they've created a multi-billion dollar project if you think that they're just going to build a project just to do the same thing the year before then you're fooling yourself because that's just not how it works the ip 551559 was never meant to fix the entire problem of gas fees it was just supposed to implement the change of direction for ethereum 
which will ultimately be the new result of a new gas-free um, solution. That was the first step. 2.0 coming out, there's no way that it will be the same thing. It's just, it's just in my mind, it won't allow to think that it will be the same thing. It's going to be better. The thing is, how far better? But I think the gas fee being $115, $80, those days will be gone. Hopefully. Yeah. I think it's inevitable because that, they're, way, they're spending all this time to do it. Like you know, I, said, I think Vitalik yeah. and his coders and they're they're looking at it and then they're like, oh yeah, great. When they finally release it, they're gonna be like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Think about when you create a shoe. Only t- only time will tell, man. <laughs> only time will tell. But honestly, guys, thank you guys so much. That is our time here. Hopefully, you guys found some value in today's show. If you did, man, go ahead and smash that like button because it does get this video out to other people. And then they can have a conversation just like we just had a conversation, right? Subscribe to the channel if you're new and you enjoy this type of content. We post you. We post every single day. We post you every we single day. <laughs> we post you every single day. And um, we try and bring you guys as much value as possible. All right? So take care. God bless. Be safe. Peace. Hit it.